All right, hello, podcast listeners. Welcome to Storytime with Dave. This is your host, Dave. I'm solo on this episode. I have, uh, you know, I had Nicole on a few times recently. She'll, that'll be more and more frequent because we have fun together, you know. And then Rachel can even pop in from time to time. Not too much, Rachel. I mean, as we discussed in the last episode, she has uh, fetal alcohol syndrome, you know. And uh, so she, she can be a lot to handle. You don't want... I wouldn't want to do it more than like once every four or five episodes. You know what I mean? I don't want to overwhelm you with that. But she will be here from time to time. You know, because I like it. It's a different layer. When you get someone with fetal alcohol syndrome, it adds a whole different layer. And I like that. And if you like that, then you'll like what we're going to do moving forward. And if you like the podcast, then you should share it. You should... Tell people about it. You know, we are growing. Um, For a while there, we had stagnated and reached a plateau. But the listenership is now continuing to grow a little bit. It's slow, but we're playing the long game, folks. But it is growing. It is growing slowly. So thank you, everyone who listens and stuff. So... What did I want to do today? I am I am solo. Did I say that already? I wanted to do something because Steve gave me the idea. Well, Steve basically said, why don't you talk more about like comedy, the thing that you do? And I was like, well, you're right. I probably should talk about it more. If I do have an area of expertise, I suppose that would be the one. Because I've been doing it over four years at this point. And I get on stage a lot, basically every night. So... There are different ways to go about doing it, and I was thinking, well, the standard way, there's like five different or ten different podcasts that that do the standard way, which is just like general comedy advice, people getting interviewed, whether they're seasoned comics or bookers, not knocking it, that's a great way to learn, and I'll probably have some of those episodes when I bring people on to interview, Um, The other way would be to take good jokes from great comics, take like a Dave Chappelle joke and then break it down. Why is it funny? I'm not doing that because, first of all, I don't even know if that would be allowed. But second of all, that would take too much editing and stuff. You know, I'm all about minimal amount of work. I I don't edit this. I just post it. So that would be another way to do it. I guess another way to do it would be to take my own jokes, which is what I'm going to do. The the version A of that would be to take my own good jokes and then to break them down and tell you why they're good and how I thought of things. I'm not going to do that because you're going to come see me and then I'm going to do that joke because I got a good amount of jokes, you know, for a four year guy, but I don't have that many jokes. And I want you to, to hear it fresh when you come see me. I don't want to spoil it with the podcast. And there are certain things that are jokes that I do on the podcast because there's not really a place for them on stage. One of the um, one of the podcast episodes I did that's one of the very early ones that Steve um, Steve edited was 
you know, that story about my greatest teabag. I think it's called I think it's called the teabag heard around the world. And that was a joke originally, and it still could be a joke. It just requires a lot of background. You need to know about video games a bit and very frequently I'm not in front of audiences where they would know what teabagging even is, you know. So that one's tricky. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll tell it on the podcast. And then maybe down the road, if you ever hear me sit and tell the joke, it would be different because I'll have sat with it and figured out how to make it palatable for people who know nothing about video games. Because you don't have to know about video games to get what teabagging means symbolically. It is a symbolic gesture of disrespect. So anyone can understand that. What I wanted to do instead was to go through my jokes, some of them, that are in my archives, which is my joke graveyard. And I'll tell you the jokes and I'll tell you why they're in the graveyard and why they don't work and what makes them not funny. So we're going to go at this from like the negative perspective, like the opposite perspective. And I don't, I don't know that I've heard very much of this. And to be honest with you, me and Jimmy have done this before. We called it punching up our bad jokes on those episodes that we did together. But Jimmy doesn't post a podcast, dude. So I'm going to do it on mine. Sorry, Jim. But it'll be a little more like, in, in that case, when it's me and Jimmy, it's like we're telling each other bad jokes and laughing about how bad they are and making fun of each other. In this case, I'm going to kind of try to break down why it's not funny. And to be honest with you, it would have been a good idea if I had chosen a few jokes before like I even started recording. Obviously, as I mentioned, I put as little work as possible into this podcast for the most part. That's a bit of an overstatement. Sometimes I put effort in. But I didn't do that. So I'm just going to pick up my phone right now. I'm going to go to the archives. And we'll see what's there. Because in the archives, there's probably 200 or 250 jokes in this joke graveyard, right? And I have a different old phone that's got even worse jokes, which would probably be a good one to do. So, wait, hang on. Let me see. Am I at... I'm at seven minutes. Okay, I'm at seven minutes. So... Yeah, we'll we'll call this um we'll call this like joke anatomy or something like that. I don't know. I might call this joke anatomy. Just so you know when you see it, I always want to do a better job at labeling because I have lots of different episodes. Cuz you might you might listen to an episode where I'm talking about philosophy and you'll be like, "Oh, this is one of those podcasts." But it's not. And then, or you might hear a different episode with like just a regular interview with a comedian. You're like, it's one of those podcasts, but it's not, it's all of these things together. But I want to do a better job of labeling so that you know what you're getting yourself into before you start listening. So this will be joke anatomy. Let's get into it. I just took out my phone. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Okay, well this one, uh, you'll see why I've 
put this in the graveyard. I'll just, I'll just read the joke. I'll just kind of, re- I'll, I'll try to tell the joke the way I would tell it on stage. Don't get mad at me. It's in the graveyard. You, you're not allowed to get mad at me for any joke that's in the graveyard. Because I have the presence of mind and the foresight to put it in the graveyard. Most of these have never been told on stage. Some of them have. I won't say most of them have never been on stage, said on stage. Some of them have. But a lot of them have never been sent on stage. Straight to the graveyard. I was like, this is a mistake. Not going to do it. So let's start here. This one's called Trump is okay. We're talking about Donald Trump. Trump is okay. Uh, So it's basically like Trump isn't great. You know, I agree. I agree with you. He's not great. But look, he's he's a heck of a lot better than that last guy. You know, the black one. Ugh, yuck. And not just because he was black, but that certainly didn't help. So that's not even much of a joke. And it's pretty racist. But it's silly racism, which is my kind of racism. I do put that into my bits. But this was just, this was a non-starter. I never told this one on stage. This was a non-starter. I was like, this one's probably going to rub people the wrong way a lot. I think I have said something, like some sort of tag to the effect of... Well, let's see. Let's go through the joke. What's wrong with it? Trump isn't great, you know? That's the first line. Great hook. Great hook, Dave. Trump isn't great, you know? Trump's not great, you know? That's not much of a hook. I don't think I'm getting many people's attention with that. I agree. Well, where did that come from? Who am I agreeing with? But he's a heck of a lot better than the last guy. The black one? Yuck. Okay, so... That might get a shock laugh, you know? But I just feel like it's... It's not really funny. What's the point of this? What's the point of this joke? And not just because he was black, but that certainly didn't help. Again, kind of a... I actually took that and repurposed it in a different joke. And I changed it to gay instead of black. And it works way better. Because people are more okay with being homophobic than being racist against black people. There's a whole hierarchy of things that people are okay with. Like, for example, you might think, well, you can never be racist in your jokes. You're so wrong. If you're racist against black people, it better be funny, okay? Being racist against black people in your jokes, that's going to be the trickiest. But you want to be racist against Asian people? Dude, go for it. People don't care. You want to be homophobic? It's easier than being racist against black people. But it is tricky. Being racist against Asian people is so easy. People love to laugh at it. You want to be anti-Semitic? You want to talk about Jews? People love it. So there's a whole hierarchy and you have to get to know it. We were talking about that last night outside the mic. Like, it's, I mean, it's like rock, paper, scissors. But it's way more complicated. Because there are more layers. Like I was trying to ask last night. Like who has it worse? Um, Or who wins? In the oppression games. Right? Who wins? Is it? Who wins? Is it? White. A white woman? A white Christian? A Christian white woman? Or a Jewish man? Both of these people living in America. To me, Jew wins. 
because Holocaust beats whatever white women are dealing with, which is nothing. They are fine. And they have had historic things, but we have the Holocaust and that wins as far as I'm concerned. But then you get into these whole things like Jason Scott. I was talking to him about it last night. It was like me and Jason and Nate and Joey Rosenberg were hanging outside. And then Jason was like, well, I'm gay and I'm a Jew. So, and then I was like, well, but then you would lose to like a, a trans Muslim woman, like a trans woman who's Muslim. You would lose to her. And he was like, well, I have HIV. And I'm like, that doesn't really count though. Because that's not systemic oppression, right? I don't know if HIV counts. I don't know if we're going to count that. I don't know if I should have said on my podcast that Jason has HIV, but it seems like most people know by now. And he does talk about it on stage. So, sorry. But there are all these like, you know, it's like rock, paper, scissors. So who wins? And then you got to... And that factors into what I was just talking about, about like what's okay on stage. Who is it okay? Who... Who can you be racist to on stage and it's fine? And to me, the big ones are, it's fine to be racist against Asians. It's fine to be anti-Semitic. And obviously it's fine to, and obviously it's fine to uh, be racist against white people, which some people would say is impossible. But I don't know about that. Let's see. What about this? Let's move on to the next joke. Here's a different joke. This one's a little longer. I don't like long ones because then I got to read it and like relive it. Well, let's see. Um, This is called Inclusive Satan. I guess I was trying to make the argument that Satan is inclusive. So I feel like there are some examples where Satan acts more godly than God does. Heaven is a great example. Like, God creates this dope spot. This dope spot. For after you die, it's really nice. But God says, if you want to get in here, you got to do this, that, and the other thing. Did I really write this, that, and the other thing? I'm such a fucking queer. This, that, and the other thing. I hate that phrase. There's a long ass list of all this stuff you got to do and you can't really fuck up or God isn't going to let you in. But on the other, on the other hand, you could mess up your whole life. And when you die, you know, who's going to be there? Satan's going to be there. And he's going to say, come on in. There's a place for everyone here. It's pretty hot. As long as you don't mind that it's dry heat too. It's not like Florida heat. Satan is very inclusive. So you understand how this is this is kind of a hard thing for me to do. Do you, do you understand that? Like I wrote that and I thought that was a joke and it wasn't even that long ago. I mean, this was probably this was probably 2 years ago, but I was still 2 years in to comedy. That's embarrassing. I said this that and the other thing. Look at this. Look at this. Let me let me say tell you where I was in my my headspace, you know, at the time. So so I guess I'm trying to say, well, what's the point of the joke? What I'm trying to say is God has all these rules to get into heaven, but Satan, you could break all the rules and Satan's like, "Don't worry, buddy. You come on down to hell. I got you covered." 
So I could have said that whole joke in like two sentences. You know, and it wouldn't be funny though. It still wouldn't be funny. Because the whole point of the joke is like, you know, God, he's so godly and stuff, but he won't even let you in if you mess up a little bit. But Satan, he'll let you in no matter what you do. Where's the punchline? Where's the laughter? I actually, I mean, read this part, right? What is this? And he's going to say, come on in. There's place for, there's a place for everyone here. It's pretty hot. As long as you don't mind that is dry heat too. It's not like Florida heat. I thought that was a tag. I thought that was a laugh. I thought that was a laugh break. I thought I'd go, as long as you don't mind that it's dry heat too. It's not like Florida heat. <laughs> like wait for them to laugh. What the fuck? Oh my God, this is embarrassing. This is embarrassing. So what's wrong with this joke? Everything's wrong with this joke, starting with the fact that it's not a joke. So it's not, it's not, it doesn't even have a punchline. It's horrible. Everything's wrong with that. I'll never tell that. I think I told that on stage too. Embarrassing. But there's nothing right with that. It's not even a joke. It's horrible. How about this one? This one's called Hot Dog Eater slash Kobayashi. This is the last one I'll do. And then I gotta I gotta get going and go to an open mic. So this is called Hot Dog Eater Kobayashi. Everyone I've ever seen who eats hot dogs competitively looks like they eat hot dogs competitively. Okay. That was not bad. <laughs> Because it's true. You ever see that guy Joey Chestnut or whatever the fuck his name is? You know, the hot dog champion? That guy looks like he eats hot dogs for a living, you know? So not bad, former self. Not bad. Not bad, 2016 Dave. Not bad. Kind of like that. It goes on, though. Because that should be the whole joke, I feel like. But let's see if it gets worse. How do people even talk? How do you even talk about that to people? If you're a competitive hot dog eater. What are you up to these days, Jim? Ah, well, you see, I'm eating hot dogs. A lot of hot dogs. Competitively. So things are good. There was always that Asian guy, though. He didn't look like a competitive hot dog eater. Oh, there was always that Asian guy, though. He didn't look like a competitive hot dog eater. Kobayashi. I had to do a project for marketing class. Wow, that's this is the same joke. This is the same joke. He didn't look like a competitive hot dog eater. Kobayashi. I had to do a project for marketing class. It's the same joke. I was 16 years old. We had to make it. We had to make up a restaurant and market it. And I happened to be in a group with two troublemakers. I wrote troublemakers. Oh my god. Anyway, we made our restaurant a hot dog place, and it was called Kobayashi's Wieners. And our slogan was, don't choke on our fat wieners. And we got detention for that. Excuse us for bringing attention to a legitimate safety hazard when eating a hot dog. Do you even know how many people die every year from hot dogs? Six people. <clears throat> you know, I don't know about that. I don't know about that whole joke. I don't think I think that was the least bad of them, right? I mean, let's be honest. At the at the beginning here, I have I have something here. Everyone I've ever seen who eats hot dogs competitively 
looks like they eat hot dogs competitively. There's probably a better way to, to word it. But that's that's just that's simple setup punch. It's kind of true. If you eat hot dogs professionally, you probably look like you do. Unless you're Kobayashi. And that is a true story. We didn't even get in trouble. That was me and Shane and Evan. Sophomore year of high school. We made we had to make a restaurant for business class. And we made it Kobayashi's Wieners. And that was our slogan. It was don't choke on our wieners. And our teacher was like, that's fine. <laughs> so that was kind of funny. And then I will say that part at the end. Excuse us for bringing attention to a legitimate safety hazard when eating a hot dog. Do you even know how many people die every year from hot dogs? Six people. I kind of like that. You know, like I find that funny. But that's something I've been trying to get the hang of. Like I have these like big clumps of words. I did a joke on Friday. That's about gay people and how I'm non-binary. And at the end of the joke, I kind of do a similar thing. It's kind of funny, but people have to catch up. People have to catch up. You got to wait for them. They got to catch up with all the words you just said. I forget what, mm, how does that end? No, you know what? I'm not going to tell you because I'm going to keep that part. This Kobayashi joke, I'll never tell this ever. Unless I'm crowd working or I'm doing like a bar show and there's competitive hot dog eating going on. And then I'll point at the TV and go, you ever notice how competitive hot dog eaters always look like they eat hot dogs professionally? That's what they look like, you know? No, I don't like how I said that either. But you know what I'm saying. It would be situational. This is not going to be a joke. I mean, what's wrong with the joke? Well, it's just not very good. I'm not very sold on it. The story associated with it is not that funny. Like, don't choke on our fat wieners. That's not that funny. It's kind of like a stupid, like, oh, you're 16 years old. You thought that was funny. It's a 16-year-old funny, funny kind of thing. But it's not actually funny. And then the shit at the end, no one would understand that. I guess I don't even necessarily think that's funny. But what I was trying to say was sometimes I like doing that at the end of the joke. Where I get all worked up and I'm like, something's, I'm like, you know, excuse me for bringing attention to a legitimate safety hazard when eating a hot dog. Do you even know how many people die every year from eating hot dogs? You know what I'm saying? Like really just like it's going fast as fuck. But I'm mad. And I'm, I'm in character and I'm selling it. Those are fun. But the success rate is, is uh, it's, non, it's non-reliable. You could put it like that. It's not reliable. It's just too much at once. So, so what's wrong with that joke? A lot of it is that well, the biggest problem with this joke is that it's supposed to be three lines. And it's probably 25 lines. It's supposed to be three lines, though. But it's 25 lines. So the problem with this joke is 22 lines. That's what the, that's what the problem is with that joke. Anything else? Trolling poem? Oh, I wrote a poem. I'm not... I don't even want to read it. Bait. 
This is the poem, Bait. Oh, I throw out, I cast out the bait. I cast out, I cast out bait. Islam is a religion of hate. And then I wait. I guess that's like a limerick. That's how I troll people online. I throw something out. I throw something out there, some bait. Something like, Islam is a religion of hate. And then I wait. And the chaos ensues. So I will never say that on stage either. Well, that's all I'm going to do. I mean, you know, let, let me know. Give me some notes. Give me some feedback. Let me know if this is uh, worth making a segment that would be recurring. Because I kind of like going back to my old shit. Just to show you where I'm coming from and how bad that shit is. And then I even learned some lessons from it that I could apply going forward when I look at how bad my old shit was. There's a lot to be learned from horrible jokes. I I am... I, I've totally changed my um, my perspective kind of on all the new comics. Like, new comics just keep, like, piling in. I'm glad I got into comedy when I did because it was, like, it was right before. It was, like, two years before this, like, tsunami broke, you know? And there's so many more comedians. So I'm glad I, I have a little bit of distance that separates us. I mean, I've said it before, you know, we went from consistently having 10 comedians at these open mics to having 25 comedians at these open mics. I mean, you know, 18 to 25 around there on average. And I don't know if it's just in our scene or if this is a, this is a national thing that's going on, but I used to hate it. And I still kind of hate it because the nights are, they just drag on so long. But I learned so much from bad comics. I learned so much from them. They are very valuable. Because you see someone go up on stage, you're like, I really hope I'm not doing that. Whatever it is. They put a hand in their pocket. They are not being expressive. They don't use their facial expressions. They don't, they don't, you know, like, talk with their hands at all they don't have punchlines. they all this stuff that they do wrong and you you're making like a you're making a mental checklist like am i doing that am i doing that what do i need to work on so i like having them around but anyway if if you like the segment let me know give me some feedback tell me if i should continue doing it as always um i love you if you want to be on the podcast then let me know uh, we could we could probably arrange for that. So thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>